Hello. Hello. Hello, Jennifer. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So I want to welcome everybody. I want to welcome everybody to my um, first episode of Guests in Your Life. And I'm with the wonderful... Yes! I can't believe it. I'm so excited. I'm with the wonderful Jennifer M. Vincent. Jennifer, what's the M? I don't know what the M is. Marie. Marie. Okay. Jennifer Marie Vincent. (laughs) Jennifer M. Girl, I'm so happy to have you. You are a wonderful, wonderful guest in my life. And I just wanted to get started and let everybody know what exactly guest in your life is about. And um, I just wanted to share with people that I believe that everybody in this world is a guest in your life. Every single person that you come across, as soon as you walk out of the door of your house, you don't know what's going to happen and you don't know who you're going to meet. And you don't know if that guest is going to be around for a long time or if it's going to be a short time. It's a, is it a reason? Is it a season? Is it a lesson? Guess in your life is about every guest that comes into your life. The cycle of life moves on. We have small moments with people in the world and we see them as gifts as we travel through the cycle of life. I want to talk about these amazing people. I want to talk about these guests. I feel like they're all visible, despite the fact that at one time and in any moment we may leave, whether it be a death, whether it be just moving on. So not to get sad, because I want to talk about the fabulous, fabulous guests that I have in my life and something that clicked between us and created a moment. And these are the moments I talk about. So I want to introduce Jennifer. Jennifer, tell everybody who you are, what you're about. And then I want to talk about how you and I just had a kind of cool moment. So you go ahead. Okay. So I currently am an instructional coach in a K-8 district, the Northern suburb of Chicago. I'm also a writer. I write picture books and novels and I'm working to get published. And I just started something called Story Exploratory, which is a cool place for people to come and write with me. Um, So I just had my first workshop yesterday. So I love it. Growing that community is really excited um, or exciting. And I'm also a mom. Uh I have two boys who are eight and 11 and they are amazing. That's wonderful, you know, and I, and I, I actually have the, the pleasure of meeting um, Jennifer through a workshop that we're actually doing together. And this is what's fun about guests in your life. You kind of already, you know, you have something that you're doing and it, then it deviates and blossoms into other things. So I want to talk about like one day um, we were doing our workshop together and something came up and I really didn't know Jennifer at all. You know, at the end of the day, she was another student on the call and something came up. And we both had a moment and the moment was when we heard the word Vietnam. Mm-hmm. We, and I don't even know how that even came about. Maybe we were talking about our backgrounds and that might've been, it would have been, it probably was like, as a, as a organic as that. And when you mentioned Vietnam and then you mentioned the fact that your father was in Vietnam and then you went even further to say that your father was in the air force in Vietnam, it really just triggered me. And I was like, (gasps) and I immediately felt a connection with you. Mm -hmm. And this is why we're talking today. Mm -hmm. This is one of the reasons why we're on this, my very first episode of Guests in Your Life. And these are the kind of magical moments that I talk about because sometimes they touch your heart. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened with me. And I'll just go into a little bit about my dad, you know, My dad was a young man, 18 years old, who enlisted into the United States States Air Force. 
And to my understanding, one of the reasons why he enlisted was because it was during the time of the Vietnam War and it was during the time of the draft. And a lot of people, a lot of people in particular, a lot of men of color um, were being drafted into the war. And as well as as well as a a whole bunch of other men, we're never going to negate that this fact, this war was a war. And no matter what social class, what economical status you had. And if you went to this war, you did come back with a story. There was no way anybody can escape that. So when Jennifer says to me, well, my dad was in, you know, in Vietnam and, and, and in the Air Force, it also changes things a little bit because that means possibly, that means they weren't on the front lines. Mm-hmm. And that also was very intriguing to me. So it just set off a whole bunch of things where I started talking to my dad and it also started having me think about my childhood and it started having me think about where I was, who I was, what are the things that hindered me? And I started thinking about my dad and my parents. And then I started thinking about my dad who was 18 years old when he was learning how to be a man, he was sent out to war. And when he came back, he wasn't the same. He wasn't the same. And that's something that Jennifer touched upon as well and it's something that's very deep for our families that when we started talking about this it grew into something else because our dads in all fairness to them they wanted to keep this time this this time of their life to themselves but we both know that we saw things in them we heard how how they were who they were before and how it affected our life our childhood how this war impacted us mm-hmm. and how it brought us together with having something in common. Would you think that Jen? I mean, would you, tell me what do you feel about that whole call, that whole moment that we shared about our dad? Yeah, I remember being shocked. Um because it seems like there should be more of us. You know, I feel like I haven't really connected with that many people who um who their parents were in Vietnam or in the Air Force and or the Air Force. So um I remember being in shock as well and thinking like, oh my gosh, I had no idea, you know? And I think the yeah. idea of guests in your life is being open to being able to see any of those things. You know, like we were both open and sharing and, and really sharing our stories and um, that's what I believe in is the power of story, right? And how powerful it is yes. to share our stories because it's true. You never know when you're going to find something in common with somebody else. Um, or, you know, people learn from each other, you know, and just having more um, experiences with people where then you just have more understandings of how people are so unique. Um, but mm-hmm. then it is so magical when you find something in common. It just it's like a stronger connection right away. It is. And, you know, the whole thing about um, this story and how we met and and the the journey that we're both on, you know, as far as you being this fabulous writer, storyteller, and actually sharing your gifts with your beautiful workshops that you're having, you know. We also met through our Project Enye. We're both Latin women. And you mentioned that your father is, he's actually not Latino. He's from, where is your dad from again? So he grew up in a small town, um, like in the western side of Illinois, um, called Stockton. Uh-huh. So that's where he grew up. And, um, but his, like his background is more Irish and Welsh. So my dad has blonde hair with blue eyes, <laughs> which is not what I yes. look like. Um, yes. He, um, and actually that's part of, for him, I don't officially know, but I'm pretty sure that for him, he wanted to just get out of the small town, you know, and that's part of why he uh-huh. actually, he wanted to um, go off to Vietnam. So that was a little bit different in terms of our dads, but um, yes. Yeah. 
Well, you know, I want to tap into that right now. So your dad comes from a small town. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, again, this isn't about race. This isn't about color. You know, mm -hmm. this is my Latin mixed sister. And I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it. And I have to highlight that. Now, this makes it even more interesting because your dad. So you're kind of telling me that your dad, he enlisted because he wanted and. and um, he has to be brilliant because when you get into the Air Force, I can't lie, you're brilliant. Anybody that goes into the military is brilliant, but there's different um, there's different areas to go into. And this is why there's the Army, the Marines and the Air Force. Mm -hmm. Right. Clearly. So but your dad chose to go in on his own accord because he wanted something to do. Um, no, I think it for him was his way out of the small town, what he was, what he was in, you know, I think that was his like opportunity. It was, he saw it as an opportunity to move on to something else. Um, you know, I've never asked him if he realized what he was getting into, if he believed in the war, like it's just been, um, I think that's also part of why I feel such a strong connection to you just in knowing, um, like we, I don't. And he's talking to me a little bit more about it lately, but it's something that yes. like growing up, you could just never talk about it. You just never did, yeah. you know, like it wasn't, um, so, and it wasn't until my dad was in college that he was, they like diagnosed him with post-traumatic stress disorder. So that's really the biggest part of not being able to talk to him about it is because for him, it was so traumatic that you just can't, you know? So I grew up with him and he, he tried to deal with it all on his own um yes. like without counseling or support or anything like that so um so how did he deal with it um you know I remember him like he was always he always had like waves like music on <laughs> he read a lot like I think he read a lot of self-help type what kind things, of music? books and stuff. But, what like kind of music? that's what I mean like waves like he would listen to okay. like the waves crashing and oh, I saw yeah oh I like Mm -hmm. okay. Um, just a lot of like soothing. Yeah, I think that's what it was like soothing sounds, things like that. Um, and yeah, and he would read a lot and he was, it just, yeah, he was always looking for, for something. I feel like, again, I was a kid, so it's hard to know and understand, right. but, exactly. um, As especially when you're, when you're in a situation where, you know, it's like the taboo, mm -hmm. you know, it's like something that happened and there and we hear not from our maybe our own fathers but we've seen so many maybe you have i have maybe you i'm sure you have documentaries on vietnam little snippets on what happened have you because i i would watch them because i was very curious to hear about this war because it created a big movement in our country mm -hmm. and that's a whole maybe a whole other episode yeah <laughs> but um, it's more about our dads because when you were telling when you, and even talking to you now hearing that he went to war and and you and I was going to ask you the same question did he know what he was getting into mm -hmm. did he understand that people were not coming home mm -hmm. you know that people were dying there whether you were white black spanish chinese you, men were dying you know mm -hmm. and did he know did he I did, have and, no idea I've never asked him and and, and again we want to be fair to our dads right. and sensitive to the fact that we are the children and we do have a story, but you will hear us kind of tread lightly on the call on this episode because we want to be respectful to our fathers. So I hope, I hope you guys get that because Jennifer and I sure want to dig in, yeah. but we want to respect, <laughs> we want to respect yeah. our dad because at the, at right now at the moment, Jennifer actually, um, asked, she actually changed the dialogue a little bit as far as how we were going to talk about this call, because we also want to celebrate them. Mm -hmm. And that's something I want to get into in a little while, but I'm still curious to know because 
this whole thing is very interesting to me and it might be interesting to a lot of people because now we have two different um, stories. We have two young men who enlisted into the war, but my fa- my father and my uncle enlisted because they were going to be drafted. Mm-hmm. They were going to be drafted no matter what. So part of our family st- strategy, my grandfather was in the Korean War. I had no idea. I found this out after Jennifer and I mm-hmm. were kind of talking about our dads and clicking that I kind of asked my dad, hey, dad, he shut me down right away. So, but I did find out through my tia a more, more information about my family and that's another story, but it turns out that my family actually actually is a military family. Mm. Puerto Ricans going into the military, you know, and then and I want and this is why meeting Jennifer is so wonderful to me because I'm going to actually do other episodes regarding that, regarding um, how men were drafted and and stay tuned. But anyway, on topic. So I think that's really interesting that they both took different avenues in their reasonings as as to why they went in, and thank God they both came back. Mm-hmm. They both returned. And I know for a fact that my father did not return the man that he was supposed to be, the the man he was supposed to grow into be, because he saw things and he also had to deal with um, the trauma and the stress of being out in this war. So I lost a good chunk of time with my father in so many different ways and how he was handling his... um, his pain from seeing and doing and, and everything that they witnessed and had to deal with out there. Mm-hmm. And um, so with your, uh, so with your dad, I just found it interesting that he went out there and I'm wondering the kind of man that he came back as. And again, we are being sensitive to our fathers. So you're saying that he really didn't start understanding um, what was going on until he went into college as far as having the, I can never say it, the PTSD. Is that right? PTSD. <laughs> it wasn't until I was in college. Oh, okay. So yeah, okay. not until I was in college. And um, because I was away at college, I don't really know what, um, what like how he ended up going to the, to the VA, but he finally went to the VA and was diagnosed with that and like a bunch of other Yay! things. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah, so um, I remember in high school, I took a psychology class, and in the course, we had to read, you know, there were so many different chapters in our textbook that we had to read, but the one about mental illness, I read a little piece in the in the textbook about PTSD, and I remember thinking, oh my god, that's totally what my dad has. Like, the way they described it in the textbook, was it just reminded me of dad, like, things that, like, things would, um, like, trigger him, like, upset him, you know, and then he okay. would get, like, cranky, and, like... And it was things that, like, you almost didn't quite know what, what was going to happen, you know, like, what would set him off or what would upset him or things like that. Okay. Um, so, yeah. And it wasn't that, then again until I went to college that we finally, like, that was his diagnosis that he had. And, like, he started going to counseling and things like that. Was so. it, like, an anger management, Jen? Was it an anger management issue that as far as that was his residue meaning? You know what I mean? Like, that was yeah. his his way of coping would he would have maybe explosive moments or just not, not to be exaggerating or just be very angry or, and that's what you saw as a, um, a take back from his experience of being out there. What I remember the most as a kid, like if he would fall asleep on the couch or something and we'd be like that, you know, like just go to wake him up. Like he would just, he'd like jump up and be like hyper alert, 
you know, like uh, I remember moments of that that would be like, okay, calm down. You know what I mean? Like he, and it was like, you just never knew how he was going to respond. Um, and then the other biggest thing is like, anytime we go out to eat, even still today, even when we go out to eat, like you just never know how he's going to respond. Like if we're not seated quickly enough, if the food doesn't <laughs> come, um, yes. if it doesn't come yes. fast enough, if it doesn't come fast if it comes military time, baby, military time. Oh my God. I like, know. I know. If I it just, comes too yeah. fast or if it doesn't come fast enough or like it, there's something missing or whatever. Like he takes it very personally, almost like as if the person, I don't know if it's to do with respect or I don't know, but he, that like is the, it's a big piece from there. Um, I mean, he talked about like not being well received when he came back, like, feeling like he had to figure out how to fit in again when he came back um you know so all of that so it's like it's almost like those promises because they enlisted those promises were not met you know they just were not they they came back and didn't have the resources the you know that and the the mental support etc etc and it was a different time for sure Yes. Yes. And, and I, I'm glad that you said that because there was always, a, you know, there was so much that we have now and there's so much openness that we have now in our society that we just didn't have before. Our dads just didn't have that. Mm-hmm. My dad comes from a very machismo, Mr. Man, background where it, you don't talk about family secrets. Right. You keep it in your skin. You, you cope with it on your own. You know, you pray to God, you know, we're Catholic, mm-hmm. et cetera. You know, and and you sometimes people need more. So for him to reach out to the VA, and I have to say, shout out to the VA hospital, shout out to all the veterans out there because, you know, they deserve the best when they return. They deserve, and I'm not talking red carpet. I, I mean, I'm talking healthcare. I'm talking, they just need home resources. They need to be on the top of the list. Mm-hmm. You know, they really do. But so... Um, with my dad, you know, I get it with the, with the time and how he was triggered and he, I mean, where he would be violent if we were not ready, um, to eat at five o'clock. Um, it was very interesting, you know, Mm -hmm. and I've gone along, I've gone through a lot with my dad and this is why I also, you know, clicked with you because I know how it feels to be in that setting where, you know, it's so structured and you're still a kid trying to get it, Mm -hmm. you know? And um, unfortunately, my dad went through other situations and he's very open and honest about it because he's also an advocate for veterans. Despite the fact that he's quiet, it's almost like they have their secret society bond. You know what I mean? They see that hat, you know, and they just and I love it. I love that my dad can talk to so many people from all walks of life that have been from the Vietnam or who have been to war, been in the service or anything. And they have that common bond, Mm -hmm. you know. And things are changing in our society where, you know, um, he has a lot to say about what's going on in the political world, but he's still respectful of the flag, Mm -hmm. you know, and I really find that to be also very admirable and very interesting as I continue my journey of understanding my childhood and understanding my identity because um, Jennifer and I are both NAs, you know, Mm -hmm. and we're not from here we're not from there when you know we're, we're not white we're not black i mean we're in the middle we're enya you know <laughs> not taking away from you know our parents and where they are actually from mm-hmm. but how i identify myself is an, as an enya now and part of that is peeling down and going into my um my identity and thinking about the journey and the journey that i want to have in the future mm-hmm. and my our fathers were part of that 
So I am personally tapping into layers, understanding them and practicing forgiveness because right now my father is one of my best friends. Um, he's a wonderful, wonderful man. And I was having a conversation with my brother, for, my, my brother, for, I just blended your name with my brother's name. <laughs> I just had a conversation with my brother and my father, you know, he's, he, he went as far as his associates, associates degree. And I consider him to be brilliant. And, you know, sometimes when people talk about Latinos and they, um, they, you know, we have a lot of stereotypes, you know, especially if we're not pedigreed out and et cetera, et cetera. So when I talk about my father, I say my father was an architect. My father was an engineer. My father is a scholar and my father, you know, and I would just go on of all these wonderful things that came out of um, his healing mm -hmm. from being in such a traumatic. Cause my father was there for eight years. He enlisted, he stayed, he was about it. Mm -hmm. You know, he was going to continue his life on this path, even though he was, going through self-destruction while he was there, yeah. you know? And um, so this is one of the reasons why I find guests in your life to be so wonderful mm -hmm. because you meet people and you have, might have a random conversation that just brings you so in and it could be emotional, it could be happy, it could be so many things, but it propels you out in a certain way. So I wanna thank you, Jennifer, cause I really feel like you and I have more to talk about. <laughs> you're going to be a, a guest in my life again on this journey with this podcast that we're going to be talking about so many things because I can I want to continue to hear about your story telling your story exploratory how does that go tell me tell me what is it called again yep that's your, right story exploratory and actually so just as this last um as the last little piece that you were talking about there um yeah like I so appreciate my dad and how he uh, like just to be able to come back and be productive and to continue yes. to keep going, you know, and actually my sister just brought up something he used to say all the time yesterday and she only remembered a part. I'm like, Jackie, I know that like I, this, yeah. you're missing a part. And I, he used to tell me all the time, um, anything is possible if broken down into manageable segments, stabilized by balance and purified by belief. And I've asked him where that come from. Like, where'd you pick that up? Where'd you read that? And like, he doesn't remember. So it might be somebody else's words, but like, it's something oh that he- Oh my God, why are you giving me goosebumps? <laughs> it's, it's something that he like would always repeat to me. And I feel like anytime, like I felt like I had a problem or I went to him, like he was always giving me like the most sage advice. Um, so it make me cry. So I feel oh. like um, in terms of like store exploratory and the connection here, like I just think, um, to me, telling our stories and being able to share our stories is so empowering because I truly feel everybody just wants to be seen, right? Like we yeah. all just want to be seen on this world. We want to feel important and valued and appreciated. And um, to me, telling our stories is the best way to do that. So um, yeah, I feel like our work is so, it's so similar, but different, right? But I also feel it like it's this power of, again, being able to see other people and um you know it sounds like it's this I don't know sometimes I feel like people think that I'm just doing this thing that like you know actions speak longer more than words or whatever and I'm like no I just feel like truly people sharing stories and being seen and seeing one another is what we really need in this world um yes. and being able to understand each other and stop long enough to talk and understand and just more exposure, more exposure to more stories because, um, 
I feel like that's what's happening is too many people are making decisions without really knowing and thinking about other people. They're centered on themselves and not an understanding others. So, um, so I so appreciate guests in your life. And thank you. Yeah. Jennifer, I, I really enjoy you and I just want everyone to know you will hear from this woman again on this podcast. <laughs> she's amazing. She's a leader. She's a guider. And that's what we want to do. We just want to create a safe place where people kind of meet each other, talk to each other, share, help. And the financial rewards will come. Don't think about those things. That's what I like to tell people. You know, everything will come and it's time. So Jennifer, I just want to thank you again for being my very, very first guest, for sharing your dad with us, for for creating a beautiful woman that he created. Mm-hmm. So thank I can't you. wait to hear from you more, and we will talk soon. Awesome. Okay. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate being invited, and it was great to just chat and, and be able to share. So thank you so much. Thank you. Besitos. Sí, besos, Ciao. besos. Bye. Ciao.